We were up north last weekend. Um, no ice on Little Traverse Bay. No ice on our lake. It was completely covered at this time last year. Uh, what? And, and, and in terms of measuring the ice, we're in record-setting territory when we talk about the lack of ice coverage on the Great Lakes and on some of our inland lakes. And God help you if you're an ice fisherman and you enjoy that, uh, you're you're in your easy chair uh, right now. And unclear when it will get any better. Uh, but the folks at NOAA, uh, the National Oceanographic uh, Administration, uh, the Great Lakes Environmental Research Lab are charting this and can give us some context to just how warm things are. Jennifer Day is Director of Communications uh, for the lab. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. In terms of ice coverage, where are we this year compared to, let's say, the, the last half century? Well, you know, there's lots of ways to look at ice, and I know today people are really concerned uh, because we basically have no ice out on the lakes. It's less than 1%, um, but we have been here before, and uh, we have a long way to go in the ice season. This is the very beginning, and so it's a little difficult to predict for where it will go from here. We usually max out on ice at, you know, uh, you know, at the end of February, maybe early March. And, uh, but right now it, it's pretty low. And I know there's a lot of concern out there, especially in the Great Lakes region in Michigan, because a lot of businesses depend on that. And, and as you said, so we, we're, are we reading too much into this? Because we, we are at the beginning and the early part of winter. And, and I mean, you know, there have been cases where uh, a warm start and and low ice amounts have switched to higher than average ice amounts after a much colder short-term period. Right, exactly. So today, as you said, we're really low. Um, but for the whole season, we'll have to see. In every season, we get so much variability when it comes to ice cover. Uh, for example, you know, in 2002, we had a total maximum ice cover of about 12% for the whole season. Really bad ice year for us. But just as recent as 2019, we had an 81% um, total ice cover. If you remember that winter, we had those polar vortexes, that really frigid air, mm -hmm. and that could just balloon the amount of ice that we have. And it could happen very quickly depending on, you know, how the weather um, uh, plays out for the rest of the season. I understand variability from year to year, but there are scientists saying this is a trend in the last 50 years. It, it is absolutely a trend. You know, we've been studying and, and tracking the ice coverage um, over a long period of time for decades. And what we're seeing is that when you look at the long-term trend, say over the last 50 years, we're really seeing that decrease, that about 5% decrease on ice overall over each decade, um, which is adding up to quite a bit of ice loss um, on trends um, when you look at it that way. So that is a big concern for us. So if, if, if we've got boaters out there that are saying, you know, we saw super high lake levels just a couple of years ago where people were almost wringing their hands saying, well, levels are almost too high. Well, now it, with, with the lack of ice cover, are we going to see increased evaporation? Will that mean lower lake levels? And will I be able to get my boat and my slip? Right, exactly. I know the levels have been going down year over year, especially since that high just a few years ago. 
Um, and uh, lack of ice cover is a big concern when it comes to that. Uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but the most evaporation actually happens during the winter. Yeah. And when we don't have ice, that also increases lake effect snow. So it may give us actually increased snow um, depending on those weather conditions. And is but it, be- oh, well, I'm sorry, I oh, interrupted right. you, but my question was about beach erosion. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, what? My question was about beach erosion. Well, finish yeah. your thought on the lake levels, though, because I'm still wondering whether or not I'm going to be high and dry. <laughs> so, yeah, so when it comes to, to lake levels, you know, we have had some very rainy winters where we've had a lot of warm weather. And if we get increased precipitation that falls as rain as opposed to snow, that water doesn't get held in the snow for that spring melt. It actually flows right into the lakes and can increase our water okay. levels. So, there's some variability there as well as far as weather evaporation and uh, as opposed to just getting rain during the winter will impact those lake levels. Um, but erosion is a big issue. When we do not have ice, those winter storms, as we know, can be pretty violent. And uh, that ice per- and that protects us from that erosion hitting our shores. Yeah, it was interesting. Last year we were watching eagles uh feeding at the the one little patch of lake that hadn't <laughs> hadn't uh, uh hadn't thawed yet so for some species this is a good thing we've seen tons of eagles up north that are hanging right. around right yeah um i i think that there are some pros and cons to uh, the levels of ice that we have out there but for example um, lake whitefish need that ice that's where they spawn during the winter under that ice and it helps protect their eggs so it's it's very detrimental not to have that ice for, uh, say, Lake Whitefish. So, so they, they can't breed and the negative. eagles are not going to ride, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure the shipping community is really appreciating I, the lack of ice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, you know, I was going to say, because, you know, the lack of ice, uh, it impacts economies and it impacts shipping as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wonder what's going on in Mackinac, because sometimes they just take uh, snowmobiles across, not this year. <laughs> Yeah, where, what are they going to do with all those old Christmas trees that were they used to make the the the, the guardrails? Yeah. Uh, on their on their uh, ice track. Um, that's, so- that's one of the issues we have with this decreasing trend because a lot of communities in the Upper Great Lakes really depend on those ice roads, not just for snowmobiling, but really literally ice roads that help us get around right. during winter. And if we don't have that, um, it could um, cause problems. So the headline on this is Great Lakes uh, begin the year with the smallest amount of ice in at least 50 years. Um, But can we look, I mean, one of the things that was interesting was people saying, well, the lake levels are higher than they've ever been. Well, we looked back 100 years into newspaper clippings and found out that they were saying the same things. These things go in cycles. So are we out of cycle here? Um, Regarding lake levels? Yeah. And this is one of the things that we're concerned about and we're tracking and looking at is that I think on average you could look at these high water and low water cycles over periods of, say, 30 years, uh, where we would go high, we would, we would return to lows. And now, and as you could see in our really recent um, um, past, where in, I think it was 2013, we had record water levels. And then in 
17, 18, we went to record high levels all in one decade right. and, and really over a period of five years. And, and, and even now it's decreased, what, two and a half feet on Lake Michigan. Um, so we're having these crazy, um, really quick getting to high levels right. and then dropping off so quickly. And we really do believe that, um, you know, with climate change and moving into the future, that we're really looking at those um, highs and lows coming more often and being more extreme. Yeah. So we still have these cycles. They're just now kind of compressed. Uh, Jennifer Day, we thank you for the information. And we'll, we'll hope for some cooler temperatures. Take care.